Robert Leibowitz, this is Jay Michaels. If I'm on the line, you're on the air. Okay. <laughs> I I have I always get one of three answers. Either I get someone go what where, where, where uh, or or I get like you. It's like quick composure. Okay, here I am. Or or if I'm speaking to someone from a cabaret or, or musical or something like that, I get what oh hi. And it's and there you go. So so you're right there in, in in the normal in the normal quick composures. Well, I'm 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 just looking out the window now and counting all the people walking by on the finger of my hand. Uh, and and so I'm I'm contacting. I don't know if I mentioned to you. I'm speaking to our community, the independent theater and film community, about what the hell is going on and how it's affecting us. And and. You have two very interesting stories. As a, a playwright and an artistic director, you have one tale, and your uh, your current uh, your your current uh, as they call now survival job uh, is is another tale. What's going on with you? Uh, which which uh, tale? Do you want Let's to start hear? with the art. The art tale. Well, there's not really much to tell. Um, we were scheduled to open a debut show. Uh, late April in uh, theaters in New City. Right. Uh, we we had a gala in um, in September to like introduce uh, the new group to the theatrical world and the musical world and the dance world. Your gala and, was uh, phenomenal. It was at Carnegie. Uh, was it Carnegie Hall? It was no. It was City Center. City Center. I knew it was one of the great big ones. Right. It was at City yeah, Center. You had you had Robert Viagas in the audience. Uh, it it went phenomenally well, and you were, you were on your way to to a, a lovely sojourn at uh, Theater for the New City. And so now, right. wh- what's going to happen? Well, we don't know. We um, the theater is closed, yep. and uh, we I got obviously an email, you know, stating blah blah blah. Uh, and they're very kind to the theater, and they're 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 warm and loving and creative, uh, typical theater people that we love to be around. Yeah, uh, but you know they had to shut down, and I have no idea when they're going to open. So um, my, my my staff, my group of about let's say fifteen people, and myself, uh, we've had a couple of informal meetings and just talking to each other and sharing um, music via text, not text, email. Yep. In like a group thread, uh, somebody. Posted something or not posted, attached Beethoven's Ninth. Uh, so we've uh, my group has been listening to that and commenting on that. Uh, so there's no royalties, obviously, and um, so that is like kind of past the time and keeping the artistic creative juices flowing. Uh, let, uh, let's talk about yeah. uh, keeping those juices flowing. I have spoken to some artists who said, "Well, that's it. My show is never coming back." Uh, and that includes Broadway people as well, as as the whole playing field macabrely is is leveled. Um, and I've had people say, "Oh no, don't worry about it. It's yeah, we're all set. We're we're going to come back." I have one group; they have a show in May. They have not yet announced right. their closing notice, so so they're still praying. Um, uh, when when the doors open and and we're all breathing again, are you coming right. back? Do you think uh, you'll be able to Absolutely. come back? Absolutely. Good. Okay. Very Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Uh, we've we've. Stepped in doo doo, pardon the French, uh, in several several uh, aspects, and the one the one that that makes me drool at my kneecaps is that one of my members of uh, my group almost informally said to the group, like very casually, she said, 
oh, by the way, I know Crystal Field. Huh. And so anybody who's anybody in the theater knows who Crystal Field is. Sure. And I just so innocently um, asked, how do you know her? And uh, this person said, just as casually, she said, oh, she lives in my building. And um, I went, That's Bleh. Bleh. That's I did one of those uh, J. Michael famous triple takes. And, yeah, uh, got it. Right, right. You're familiar with that triple take, right? Of course right. I am. I, if you watch Bugs Bunny, you're... you're no, no, I stole it from Bugs Bunny. He just let go of the copyright. That was it. Yeah, right. Anyway, the, uh, the, when it went into the public domain, you scooped it up. That's exactly right. right. Um, I'm like Disney. Right. Yeah. So, uh, right, you're right, exactly. So, um, uh, Laurie, the member, and I went to meet uh, Miss Fields, I think, um, in November, December. And she took an immediate liking to us, and she said, and I'm quoting her, which was always nice to hear, she said, you clearly know what you're doing and talking about. I'm happy to give you, um, because I know Lori and I believe in what you're presenting to me, she said, I'm happy to give you space for free. That's great. And it's another one of those triple takes where we all know, when we try to mount our own work, that that can cost several thousand dollars. Minimum. Um, right, minimum. And then as, a, as, a, as an added bonus, she threw in four weeks of rehearsal space on top of a 12 performance run for free. All we have to do is volunteer some hours in the set shop, cotton, that kind of thing, which is nothing, which we're happy to do, obviously. And um, when the theater opens, we are, the, um, the way we were in the queue is, is we're keeping our place because they love us, we love them, and uh, we want to get the show up. So now it's just a matter of shuffling, uh, shuffling the right dates once, uh, once, once right. we all can leave our homes. Excellent. Right. So I'm hoping Excellent. that if the, if the theater reopens, let's say in the summer, which, which you know, overwhelming evidence leads me to believe that it won't be opening anywhere near soon. So it's the summer. So I would hope the show would go up in let's say October, November, that kind of a thing. I, I spoke and, to uh, uh, I spoke to a. a, a one of the medical practitioners, I spoke to actually three medical practitioners so far on this, and right. w we can hope for the summer, but uh, hope is written in pencil. We're, gotcha. we're, we're, looking at the, we're looking at the fall at best. So, gotcha. Okay. And, that and, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, how about monetarily? Uh, do you think it's going to hurt theater for the new city? Do you, uh, do you see some sort of hit like that that could, uh, that could happen there? Monetarily, Onto the theater, you mean? That's yeah. That, that they'll take a hit that they won't reopen? Yeah. No, no, I don't. I don't think that at all. I, okay. I think, I think her space is is a vital, uh, important part of the New York theater community. It has been since 1971, mm -hmm. and she has took a. I think it was an abandoned fish market on Second Avenue, and then moved it over to First Avenue, where she's been ever since. And she has great connections and. Uh, community support and New York City support, and um, I don't. I think that that building and that theater will outlive all of us. I think it'll be there for a very, very long time. It, it sounds like she so has I the same kind of thing that uh, James Jennings has with the American Theater of Actors. It's like for sure. It's right. like Absolutely. here's the keys, just don't make a mess, sort of situation. <laughs> exactly. Don't make a mess. Here, go play. Literally and figuratively, don't make a mess. Right? Wonderful. That's exactly Wonderful. what it is. The irony is, yeah. these are two spaces that were around at the Off Off Broadway movement, and and so it's yeah. it's you know people talk about uh, the the Wall Street Church that survived nine eleven, 
and and right. so yeah, here we have our two our two uh, uh, landmarks that that are still alive. So I'm I'm right. so happy to and hear that. Be. Good. For sure, Very happy good. to say it, absolutely. And that yeah. means your company will come back. Whether we're wearing winter coats or shorts, we're going to be able to see one of your shows. Great. Correct, absolutely. Now, theater does not die. It always revives itself, always, because there's always a need for it. I, I knew you would say that. That's that's one of your battle cries. Uh, absolutely. So, so when we go over to the theater, uh, we'll have to hail a taxi. So how's life? Uh, how's life on that level with you? What are you doing uh, now? What's, uh, what's, what's, uh, uh, un until they put a rent freeze, what's paying the rent? Until, until, let's say, a week or two ago, I was in charge, I am in charge of, uh, 30 taxis that travel the city, and I'm responsible for their maintenance and their well-being and their financial accountability, making sure the drivers are paid, making sure all paperwork with accidents and insurance are taken care of. And, uh, you know, having good relations, taking care of us and found, dealing with the TLC, that kind of a thing. Uh, running this uh, fleet of 30 camps. In uh, so, so right now, yeah. the, other word, the other word for fleet, the other meaning for fleet is, is, is fast, uh, aside from group. And so something, and, and from what I understand, the 30 have disappeared quite fast to a much right, smaller well, number. Right. Uh, last week it trickled down to, let's say, at the most 14. And now this week, starting this past Monday, the 23rd, I think, uh, I am now watching on a computer screen two lonely cab drivers trying to make some sort of living oh in the five boroughs. It's funny, I thought it was three. Look at that. I, I, over, I over projected. Right, by 33%. Oh, yeah, the other drivers yeah. legitimately so, obviously, um, are deathly afraid of getting sick. And what they were saying uh, is that most of their fares, and, and I, I validate this by watching what they do because they have a GPS on them, most of their fares are just simply bringing uh, people to and from a doctor or a hospital. Oh, my God. And, um, and that's no way to make a living. So... They just park their cabs by their house, alternate side is suspended, obviously, <laughs> and it'll be there for the foreseeable future. Oh and that's right. So what are you What are you hearing to... on on that microphone there? What's what you're saying going to the going to and from the hospitals? What are you hearing? What right. stories are you hearing out there? What's What's happening? What the general tenor of the drivers is that there's no business, uh, so they're not really concerned about. They're not really concerned about the actual health issue besides how it affects them. They're not really attuned to what their passengers are talking about or how, how concerned they are. They're, they're, it's not that complicated for them. They just hear about the virus. They shut down their cabs and they either go back to, let's say, Pakistan or somewhere in the Middle East where they're originally from mm. or they just don't work. Now, I don't know if they have other uh, skills. I have no idea. Uh, I know many of them are intelligent, and I know they speak two or three languages. They may be college-educated people from where they come from. But I have no idea of that. I don't know them that well. Uh, and I know, I do know that as far as the character is concerned, that they're all decent, good, hard-working men just trying to provide for their families. But I, I have no idea what their cab is down. I have no idea what they're doing. I have none. I know a couple of them went back to... Uh, 
Pakistan. That I do know. It, it, that, the others, I don't know what they're doing. It's probably affected them immensely. You know, when someone comes into their cab, even if they don't feel they're, they're, they're in any kind of contagion, just which hospital am I taking you to? That they're literally yellow ambulances. Uh, right. That's exactly it. And they're mostly going to um, Madison 100th at uh, Mount Sinai and or the right. other one, the other complex with, um, on York Avenue, where you used to live, near yep. there. Um, York and like, like, there's that whole complex there. Yes, I know exactly. Um, I, I don't remember right. when, which hospital. I, happily, when I was over yeah, there, there, I didn't go in. Yes. Right. There was a washout center across the street. That's 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 as close as I yeah. saw uh, the medical. I didn't go in, but I mean, I, I saw the medical uh, institution there. Um, how right. about you? You're, you're you're sitting in a booth all by yourself in a great big garage, all by yourself. Right. I don't know how long your shift right. is. Uh, how's that Eight feel? Hours. Eight, eight hours, and it's just you, and every once in a while you hear a voice over the dispatch. What's that like? Um, I, I don't really hear voices as much as I see their movements. Okay. So, uh, it's, not like a, it's not like Uber or like a car service. They're, like, well, they're still on their own, but I watch their movements, and I watch the, the gaps between one fare and another, or how many fares they've done in a particular uh, time. Well, they're out of town, like taking a job to Newark Airport or, you know, going out to Kennedy, that kind of a thing. Um, but it's, I'll tell you one thing, it is, it is strange not coming into contact with, with a soul over eight hours. Oh my gosh. It's strange. The office is like kind of in a remote area by Flatbush Avenue, so you don't get much foot traffic anyway. Um, but most of the stores around me and the school, there's a Catholic school across the street that closed, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the only daily contact I have with anybody is my carrier from the USPS. Huh. He's there five days a Right, I know. Which is another, like, path of mine. Exactly. I, when I retired from the post office, where I work is what my last station was as manager. So when Lucy comes in, we talk about... You know, because she's involved with animal rescue, and she's involved with homeopathic remedies, and we talk about that, and she gives me my mail. I give me my mail for, like, four other businesses, and that's my, basically my, besides an occasional phone call, that's my human contact of the day, which is really fine, because generally I'm more loner than not. I don't really need to be around people and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm happy to... Do my job. Read a book. Check out YouTube. Go online on the, you know on my on my email that side of the thing and read. I find myself reading a lot. All books that I bought that I haven't been able to read because there was a time in November December where I was working two full eight time jobs. The post office, right? The post office called me back for holiday work while at the same time I was dispatching. Uh, the cab company, so for the PO, I was working 12 to 8, and at the cab company, I was working 9 to 5, and I would do that six six days a week. So I made a bunch of money, but there was like, the books that I had bought, uh, let's say online, I never got a chance to read, but now I'm catching up on my reading. For sure. You're Burgess Meredith from the Twilight Zone. Yes, I am, exactly, except I don't need glasses to read it, I'm not locking myself in a bank vault. But yes, I am Burgess Meredith. That's correct. Oh my gosh! Well said. Uh, I'm 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 happy for you that you have the time that you have all the time in the world. <laughs> um, 
Exactly. And I'm going to ask you again in April, and then in May, and then in June, uh, how that feels. But, okay. but I, I am happy for that. Now, now your, your, your name is, is Robert Lee Woods, comma, playwright. Uh, That's correct. Do you see, uh, do you see in your head is the formulation of, uh, a, a work depicting what's going on in the world now? Yes. Absolutely. And in fact, uh, I reviewed, I was just talking to one of the actresses from a play called Shelter in Place that I reviewed, I think, in October or At November. Playful Substance, yes, yes, great playful company. Playful Substance, yep. right. I saw the play. I reviewed it. I saw the production. I loved it. And it's just talking to an actress just now trying to like, listen, when the theaters reopen, that should be done again. And if, if Playful Substance doesn't want to do it, you send it my way and I'll see if I can take a crack at it. So, so the wheels are spinning over here in artistic director land. Excellent. Time, sure. I'm, I'm going to be speaking to Brie O'Connor, their artistic director. And I'm sure. Uh, uh, I ran into her that night. Right uh, aside from telling her of, of your, your your accolades in confinement. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to to tell her that she she needs to consider that play going up again. Absolutely, there's never been a play that I can think of that's more timely than that. For sure. Excellent. Well, needless to say, I, I can see the the Robert Lee Woods canon, which which is extensive now, growing exponentially uh, uh, with ideas for for such pieces. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to your reading now. Uh, okay. And, and thank you so much for, for sharing your thoughts with us. I am relieved to hear that whenever this, the light in the tunnel occurs, it's going to happen for you and that your, your show will happen and the theater will happen and all of that. Um, Absolutely. And thank you for those kind words. My, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I'm sure I will speak to you soon. And, and, okay. and, and happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading, Burgess. Burgess. <laughs> Thank you, and stay safe, and I will talk to you soon. You betcha. Ciao. Okay, good.